Welcome to Relationships Turned On. I'm your host, Laura Press, marriage and relationship counsellor. I believe relationships can be fixed and you deserve to have a connected and loving relationship. I give you the tools, strategies and insights so you can have a world-class relationship. Welcome to this episode of Relationships Turned On. I'm very excited for this episode because I think most women, and I'm sorry for the guys out there because there are amazing men who would be in this situation too. So excuse the title. Um, so it is can be men and women, but who are in this position where they're like, how on earth do I approach my husband or wife around the mental load of Christmas? I wear all of it. I, you know, I am cooking, I am cleaning, I am hosting, I am buying the presents, I am wrapping the presents, you know, I am Santa the elf anti-slaves, <laughs> okay? So what do you do when you are literally Santa the elf and his slaves all Christmas, then all clean up after Christmas and the new year? So There's so much that goes into this topic, but quick disclaimer, this is for entertainment and educational purposes only and should not be considered advice of any kind. All right. I think everybody's probably experienced at some point that I am literally running, steering, uh, refueling, and doing all the things with the ship. Clearly, I know nothing about ships (laughs) from that analogy, but you get the gist. (laughs) So it is, you know, this is episode is all about the mental load, the mental load of the holiday season, the mental load of Christmas. And how on earth do you actually even approach your partner without an explosion, without fights, without tears, without stress around the mental load? It's a big question. It's a question I get all of the time. (laughs) And it's not necessarily around Christmas. It's probably all year round, but it'll be about different things. It'll be about the mental load in general. Okay. And when we talk about the Christmas mental load, like it is not just Christmas, but it is a lead up to Christmas. A lot of you are working still or trying to wrap up the end of the year, trying to wrap up all the school functions for the kids, trying to wrap up your work functions, you know, the Christmas parties, then the invites from your friends, and then, you know, all of the obligations that you have to meet on top of putting up the tree, the meal, the the family, the travel plans, you know, and the list goes on. And a lot of time you're navigating family stress around that and family pressure. So there's often a lot of pressure around who's going to be at who's for Christmas, what's it going to look like. People get their nose out of joint. It happens every year. (laughs) It's not particularly a surprise, right? And hopefully that's not the case in your family. But a lot of the times that's what I hear from people. And so that's what I want to talk to today. How can you actually have that conversation with your partner? And so I think for the first thing is to get clear within yourself before you even broach it with your partner. What do I mean by that? First stop, pause, which I know is like telling someone that's running a race to pause, but it's pausing for a minute. It's taking a big breath in and out, like probably 10 or 20. (laughs) Slight hold at the top. And you want to do that to regulate your nervous system. So the step one is to regulate your nervous system because we don't make good decisions when we're stressed, yeah? And sure, you might be still stressed after 20 breaths, but you're less stressed than before. So do that. And then I just want you to do a big brain dump. So write down all of the things on your mind, all of the lists, all of the stuff you're trying to get done, all of it, and write it out, okay? And then 
once you've got that out of your system, I want you to look at that list and go, what are the top three to five things, maybe even one to two things that are really stressing you out, that are causing you next level stress and anxiety? Identify what they are. Because often it's not all of the things. Usually it's just like a couple of things seem really big and we make them bigger in our minds often. So there's a couple of things you can do with this. You can take that thing, whatever that thing is, it's really big for you. Say it's buying presents and then you chunk them in smaller tasks and you break them down even to timeframes or days or and whatever and spread the timeframe. So it becomes easier, more digestible. You can do it in small little chunks. It's less overwhelming. That's one way. Now I know we haven't got to talk to your partner yet, but what we want to do is set you up first for success before you talk to your partner. So I want you to know what's stressing you. I want you to know what's easy on that list. So you can do that. You can go through and go, what's easy on this list? What's stressful on this list? What can I outsource? So what can I give to somebody else to do? Uh, What can I stop doing altogether? Like, is there something on this list that I do every year that's ridiculous? Like, Do I get up in the middle of the night and look at this turkey or (laughs) that's cooking? Do I do crazy decorations that take 10 hours to get sorted? Do I go over and above with kids' gifts when really like they're playing with the box anyway? What is it that you do that you put the pressure on yourself? No one's putting the pressure on you, but you put the pressure on yourself to do that maybe you can stop doing. And I'd suggest if that's the case, then stop doing it. (laughs) Tell who you need to tell if you need to tell anyone and just cross it off the list. It's meant to be fun, relaxation, connection, and joy. It's not meant to be this hyped up thing, right? Yes, I love giving gifts. I I love receiving gifts. It's a beautiful thing. However, Christmas has blown into this thing that it's now like got to be these thousands and thousands of dollars extravaganza and says who? I know that I've given my kids over the years, you know, for birthdays or Christmases or whatever, very simple things. And they have been ecstatic with it because it's pink, you know, things they need actually throughout the year. And they're so happy with it. And so it's just about, well, first expectation management, like what do we think this Christmas is going to be? And being clear amongst the family about what that should be or being clear between you and your partner and That's really important. A clear standards and expectations on what Christmas is and what it should be for your family and what the main focus should be. Often the main focus becomes the presents and that's lovely, but what else else could the main focus be? Could it be playing board games together? Could it be connection? Could it be time out for you and your spouse for just, you know, in the evening when the kids are in bed or like what could it be? It's so important to actually pause before we get into the crazy, you know, if we're not already in it, <laughs> and just and really think what do you want it to be because you get to decide and your partner gets to decide, nobody else. And so that's kind of empowering. We don't have to go into this space stressed, crazy, and take the whole next of the new year to recover. We don't need to do that. How do you take this conversation to your partner? Once you are clear in your own head Um, Actually, before you do that, I want you just to look as well at that list and go, what are my partner's strengths? Like if I looked at this list, I know that he could probably complete this task in half the time. For example, putting together the Christmas, the kids' um, bikes or, you know, um, it could be anything. Like they could be amazing gift buyers. They could be amazing shopping, doing the grocery shop for Christmas that week. They could be amazing getting the lawn and sorted or cleaning the house you know everybody has different 
skills and talents and I don't know what yours are unless I'm talking to you, but you know what each other's are. So look at that list and maybe just put a little a little star or something around some of those tasks that are actually in their zone of genius. So what you want to do with this, you don't want to go, oh my gosh, I'm stressed. Take the list. I'm giving it to you or take half the list. Okay. That's going to freak them out. And I mean, sure, in an ideal world, that might be lovely, but let's face it, like we're in reality here and that will freak them out, <laughs> especially if you haven't done it. If you've done it the whole time, that's perfectly fine. Or if you've done quite a shared load at Christmas, then adding one or adding some extra stuff won't be a big deal. But if it's new and you've never done it, you have to set it up right. And so then you want to have a conversation. You want to set an appointment with your partner. Hey, I'd love to chat to you about X, Y, Z. Tell them what it is. Don't, don't keep it a secret. When's a good time? Choose a time and place. Technology free, distraction free. Kids in the bed, technology away, TV off, all those types of things. And then like actually be present and look at one another when you're speaking. So I am feeling like I would start the conversation. Like I am feeling really overwhelmed with Christmas. I made a list. It's all because it's all been in my head. It's been swirling around. It's been getting bigger than it should be. And it's becoming really stressful. And I kind of wanted to talk to you about it because I'd love your help. I'd love your support if you could to just make this easier, to make it a more fun, enjoyable, connected Christmas for us because I don't want to be the crazy person running around at Christmas every year doing all of the things. I want to enjoy our time too together or with the kids or with the family or with friends. And so you must pre-frame and you must set it up like that. You must set it up to succeed and don't just dive into I'm overwhelmed. If you notice, my language was very loving, kind and caring and talking about me and how I'm feeling. And then I would say, oh, you know, I did this list. I put down all the things that were really stressing me out. And I I kind of, I, I noticed what I love doing. I noticed the, the couple of things that were the most stressful for me. And I noticed what was in my zone of genius and what was in your zone of genius. And you can, so zone of genius, in case you don't know, is just what skills and talents do you have? And that's your zone of genius. Yeah. So for example, my zone of genius in my relationship might be gift buying. My partner is an incredibly detailed cleaner. I'm good at cleaning, but I'm not detailed like that, right? And so his zone of genius is definitely that, whereas mine is definitely gift buying. Like I would think about it a lot, like what would be the perfect gift for someone? So you you really need to think like that and don't don't kind of hand out tasks willy-nilly because it will actually create a more stressful situation. I think often we think if we offload it, if we get rid of it, then and we give it to somebody else, it it reduces the stress. Not always, not always at all. <laughs> so identify the one or two things that you would really appreciate help with. Now, I know it doesn't sound like a lot, but let me say this again. If you've been doing all of it, it's very hard to hand over 50%. But say if those one or two things were done and they were done really well, then maybe you could sit down and have another conversation, right? The point is we don't want to overwhelm either of you. We want to reduce the stress and all of that. And so even asking, like, this is a list I made. Would you like to have a look at it? Do you think those ones are in your zone of genius? Do you think I've identified the right ones for me? Maybe why do you think these things are stressful? Now that question could bring up a little triggers, but sometimes it's good to be aware, like, from somebody else's point of view as to why it's stressful. You may not be aware that you've been running around like a headless chook on Christmas day for the last 10 years, (laughs) or you may be aware of it, but you may be not aware of what you could drop 
of what actually doesn't need to be done. Maybe maybe the um, serviettes don't need to be in an origami shape. <laughs> I'm making things up, but you get the gist, right? Some things are over-the-top amazing extras, but we don't need them. We don't need them to have a good time. And so then discuss on these things that are your zone of genius. Um, I would love and appreciate ahead with some of these things. Do you think that can happen? How do you think that would look? Do you need support doing that? Like you can't just give a task without discussing it, without them understanding what it is. Maybe they get it. Maybe they know. Maybe they're all good and you don't need to go into detail. But here's the thing. Always check. Always set it up for success so we're not ending up in the place where it's like, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I didn't even know how to do that task. I said I would do it, but I have no idea how to do it. And also being aware what's on their plate. So give them an opportunity to talk to you and say, yeah, look, actually leading up, I have 12 hour days, da, da, da. Like, and it maybe it's not feasible or well, leading up. I've got heaps more time. I can actually take on three or four things and be open and honest with each other. And, and that's communication. It's communication, communication, communication. <laughs> what is it? Communication. Yes. So <laughs> it's, it's just about being clear. It's having those regular check-ins. And so once you talk about that and you do that, having those check-ins. So it's not a nagging. We don't want to be a nagging, but it's like, Hey, can I set another appointment with you? Let's sit down. I'd like to check in. Um, these things I've written a new list or you can write a new list too. And let's just have a look and see where things are going well and not going well. Now, some people might be resistant to the list situation. That's okay. Talk to them about it and ask what works well for them. Some people love a list and it's great. It depends on your who you are and it depends on your personality. So have those conversations. How do you work best? Is it is it helpful to have the list? Is it irritating? Is it stressful? Like ask the questions. I think what happens is we stop being curious in our relationships. We stop pursuing who these people are <laughs> and we stop thinking. We think that we know them. We think that they haven't changed. They change. Everybody changes every year, every day based on life experiences, based on who they're becoming, based on growing up, based on maturity and wisdom. You are not in the same relationship. Yeah, you might be with the same person, but you're not always in the same relationship two years, five years, 10 years, 20 years ago. It is different. And so then you should bring that level of curiosity each and every time you talk to your partner about what works best for them because as they're growing and changing, they get insights too and it's like, oh, actually, I realize that I don't like a list. Uh, it stresses me out, it, it, you know. But what I do like is just that one task, I take it, I do it, and then we'll, and then I'll talk about you about the next one, you know. Everybody works differently, so honoring and respecting that too. It is crucial. Now, I would love for you to share this with somebody that you know will get some value from it. I know that... Um, the amount of times I've spoken about this with clients, it's it's such an important topic. The mental load is real. <laughs> and often our partner doesn't understand what it is or what it looks like. And so the best way to do that is pen to paper and to really just get it out. And it's not in that judgmental and criticism way. It's just like, oh, these are all the things I've been thinking about. These are all the things on my mind leading up to the the silly season. What's on your mind? Have you thought about these things? Like these are all the t kind of tick boxes that sort of need to be done and having that open, honest communication, being real and authentic. You know, we get in such a mess when we're not authentic with our partner, when we bottle things up. So be real, be authentic and, and ask, ask for help. Ask how they're feeling. Tell them, I feel this way. And 
set it up for success through all the steps that we've already spoken about. I am quickly interrupting this episode to tell you about one of my epic free gifts that I'm giving away this holiday season. It is 18 ways to survive the silly season with your partner. It is stuff you can implement straight away. It is actionable and all of the things that you're implementing are free. And you can get this free resource by the link below. So click the link and stay tuned. I am bringing you so many extra gifts that are free this holiday season. So click the link below. All right. Again, I'd love you to share this for a friend, subscribe, or please share your key takeaway below. You don't know how much it means to me to actually hear that you're getting value from this podcast means more than I can even articulate. So thank you so much for listening and we'll talk soon. It's time for you to turn your relationship on.